Hey guys, it's Chase with csjoseph.life to another episode for season 18. Season 18 is Cognitive Mechanics, and we're going to be discussing one of the mechanical processes utilized by the human brain uh, with which it undergoes, uh, you know, knowing cognition. Uh, with that, we're going to get my uh, trusty little uh, white chalk for the chalkboard, as we'll need it today. And uh, we're going to be talking about the system of perception. Again, this is season 18, episode two, the system of perception. So these are the four perception functions. We have water uh, representing uh, extroverted intuition because it flows, it's a flowing like substance. We have fire representing uh, introverted intuition. It's the fire of desire, it's the will of fire, like according to Naruto, for example. And it's all about uh, exerting one's will upon uh, the universe and uh, doing that it channels extroverted sensing also the wind and then uh, the wind affects the introverted sensing earth etc in order to uh, create a perfect elemental balance within the perception side of the human brain and ultimately the human soul don't forget that expert intuition is seeking to consume introverted intuition and extroverted sensing is doing the same, directly impacting introverted sensing as well. And introverted sensing is kind of interesting because it's kind of like a, like a, like dirt that has to be tilled, which is why endurance and um, um, steadfastness, perseverance, uh, stoicism, being able to endure or tolerate, uh, you know, uh, fortitude, that is represented within introverted sensing, the earth element. Uh, the fire element is all about being able to break through any challenge. Um, and uh, while this is all about endurance, um, this is all about being proactive, seeing a challenge before it's coming, and then uh, plotting a course and getting through that challenge. And uh, because of proactivity, and they're able to proactively uh, get through and find a path forward for themselves. Extroverted sensing is very turbulent, it's very reactive. This is why people with high levels of extroverted sensing have the quickest reaction time of all the 16 types. This is why STPs in particular, and even SFPs, but SPs in particular, if there was something like exploding and they were in a building that it was exploding, they'd be the first ones to notice and the first ones to react and take immediate action. Whereas people like myself, introverted sensors would be the last to react and the most likely to die as a result whereas the SPs through their extroverted sensing wind would have the opportunity uh, to uh, you know, bail me out of that situation and whatnot. And then extrovert intuition, which is very interesting, uh, the water element, it's like uh, be like water, right? It's, it's all about being like water. And if you notice something, um, uh, the reason why it's like water is because it flows, it's very adaptable. This is where a person's adaptation comes from, or their ability to adapt to basically anything. And this is also where knowledge of the future comes from. While fire is also very uh, future-oriented knowledge, it's only the future of the individual using fire, whereas water, because it flows in all directions, it's aware of what may happen or the great what if, according to all possible futures as a result. So the water element uh, for water is, uh, is necessary. And that, that philosophy came from Bruce Lee because he says within his Taoist philosophy, be like water, right? And there's a reason for that. So 
all of these all of these four uh, elements make up uh, the perception functions of the human mind and this is how the human mind basically is gathering information right they're all about gathering information and gathering information is necessary because how would you go about making decisions if you don't have all the information right and each of these things are linked together so you'll see earth and water types they're linked together in an axis you'll see uh, well, let's do it right here. Uh, earth and water, uh, water and earth, and you have uh, fire and wind linked together, and they're on an axis, which means what affects one affects the other. So, and a fire user would be like, ooh, I want to impact, or I want to give you an experience, or I want, uh, or I want to show you this, or I'm going to force you to do this, I, you will do this, or I see what you did there, or I want to see what you are doing, right? Very, uh, that's the approach of uh, fire and water. Whereas, uh, or fire and wind. Whereas earth, water is a little bit different. You know, uh, I had this experience. Do you want to do it too? Or, um, or what should I do? I see what you want to do. Should I do it too? Right? It's completely different. Whereas, and I, fire is all about, you know, what I want. Whereas NE water is all about what we want or what you want. It's somebody else. It's external, right? Where this is internal. This is internal desire. This is external desire, right? And this is internal duty, internal discipline, internal what I should. This is what I want. This is what we want or you want. This is what I should. And this is what you should do or what we should do. Whenever you're learning a new language, I remember learning, uh, you know, the various forms of, of Espanol or Castellano, uh, Spanish, basically. And uh, there's always, um, there's the yo form, for example. I'm going to write it right here. There's yo, which is, which is I, right? This is I. Uh, so in English, that would be I, yo or I. And then there would be the tu form. There would be the su form, which would be um, you, this would be you. And then the sue form would be, it could be you, it, but it's usually actually he or potentially her, right? And then there is the nosotros, which basically means we, right? And you can see there's internal and external variations within our various language or within our various languages here on the earth or within humanity, and there's no different here when it comes to uh, system perception. So our very sentences that we say, the very words that we speak, I want fire, you know, you should win, uh, you want this, uh, water, I should do this, or, or a sense of loyalty, etc. That is, um, better not step on my own charger, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, for introverted sensing earth. And this is basically how the cognitive functions, these cognitive functions, the perception functions, interact with one another. And while they're trying to seek relationships from each other, they also are working together in teams of two. Expert intuition works with, with, uh, with, uh, so with earth. So earth and water work together and fire and wind work together. And when you're typing somebody according to the type grid, it's necessary to know this to find out whether or not they are a fire and wind user, for example, because half of the 16 types are fire and wind users. And the other half of the 16 types, like myself, are earth and water users, right? The reason we say earth and water first is because you use the internal function first 
introverted sensing and to use the internal function first introverted tuition. So that's why it's a fire and wind approach versus a earth and water approach. All of these things are necessary in knowing when you talk about the system of perception. But let's actually go a little bit deeper. There is an old system, uh, probably one of the very few things I actually learned from my secondary education that has any remote value, and that would be, uh, uh, it was learned in systems analysis class, and it is the basic system of perception, which is what we're talking about in today's lecture. And the system perception is this. It is, quite frankly, input. Okay, that's like getting annoying process output and feedback now this this is a basic feedback loop it's a basic loop you have you put in your input then the input itself is processed and churned and it creates an output of some kind and someone reacts to that output and provides feedback, right? Well, the human mind is following this system and this system basically is a yin and yang equilibrium in of its own right of input process, output feedback. And then you have a second one of these using the judgment function, so which we will be talking about a little bit more in the next episode, but it's the same process. Now for input, uh, which cognitive function in terms of perception functions represents the input? And that is expert intuition, also known as water. The reason why is because expert intuition is where metaphysics is. It's the great what if. You have so many people focused on the what is and what's in front of them and what's here and what's there that they don't really focus on the possible. And they don't realize that every single thing that we have in reality, including ourselves, it doesn't matter, was all brought into existence from a place of chaos, right? If the what is, the concrete, the concrete is a form of order, then the what if is a form of chaos. And chaos, there's nothing more chaotic in the four elements than water. And water represents chaos. Thus water, because everything comes first from chaos, water or extra intuition is the input in this particular feedback loop. So input is the first thing. Now, but how is that processed? How, how is the what-if processed? It's when someone you know, sees what is possible. They see what is possible in the great beyond, in, in the metaphysical realm of, like, of the what-if. They see, what if I do this, right? And then they're like, okay, and they start thinking about it, and they're like, oh, I really do want to do this. Oh, I want to do this. Well, guess what, folks? That is introverted intuition. It's when they see what is possible and then they know what they want to do. So extroverted intuition feeds introverted intuition. And introverted intuition is the processor and it processes the great what if and creates and refines that what if into something that's even more likely to occur. You need that fire that, that to, to, to burn the water and turn that water into steam and ultimately make something actually useful. And this actually makes a lot of sense because if you look at it, when fire is applied to water, it creates steam. And steam uh, you know, is a form of energy because people would take you know, steamboats, for example, or steam-based engines and make whole engines and modes of transportation 
as a result of processing water with heat and creating steam, right, within this, uh, and it's just basically an alchemical uh, transmutation process. If you're taking an idea from the great beyond and then you're churning it with your introverted intuition desire because you desire to take a potential idea and churn it, etc. By the way, more on this process is outlined by Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. If you haven't read Big Magic, which actually outlines this entire process from start to finish with heavy focus on expert intuition. There is no better literary work out there in existence that explains expert intuition better than Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. If you want to get yourself a copy, uh, go to csjoseph.life forward slash reading. I believe it's in one of the drop down uh, menus there at csjoseph.life forward slash reading. Go ahead and check it out. You can also get yourself a free Audible account if you want to get the audio version. And let me tell you, the audio version is, is excellent. But then after someone sees what is possible and then they know what they want to do, then they actually go through the process of making it happen and bringing it into reality. Oftentimes, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, the great beyond being expert intuition or metaphysics, right? We call it metaphysics or the great what if. Metaphysics is also known as potential, potential, energy, right? But sometimes in order to transmute potential energy, you transmute it into kinetic energy. And kinetic energy occurs in the area of physics. And this is kinetic energy, which is extroverted sensing. Extroverted sensing is all about kinetic energy, right? And that's, that's where it comes from. So you have potential energy, and then the potential energy is being harvested by willpower, the, the great potential, the potential, the great beyond, and then there, a decision is made about that idea, and then that idea is being brought into reality or physics with kinetic energy, and it's transmuting the potential and harnessing the potential energy of water, and then, and then the steam is burned and created, and, the, and then the steam is pushed forward uh, by wind through kinetic energy, or in this case, you know, like, uh, like you know, the, you know, the steam itself is the output, etc. So then, and then all of a sudden, we have this engine. We have this engine going, and then you have the feedback. The steam power is utilized, and then someone has an experience, and then that person has this experience—a memory, a memory of what has happened, also known as the past. And this memory is the feedback. Feedback itself is the memory itself. The experience of being moved from one place to another with this steam engine example of how to get there. And that's literally NE input, NI process, right? Extroverted sensing output and introverted sensing feedback. Because while it is in kinetic energy, while it is re become reality, while it is physics, it also, expert sensing, the wind also represents the now. Because you can't capture the wind in your hand. You could feel it, but it's just as gone as quickly as you feel it. Because it represents the moment. It represents now. People who live in the moment are wind users. If you also think about it, it's very interesting. I highly encourage you, if you haven't checked it out already, the, uh, the two television series uh, for children known as Avatar The Last Airbender or uh, The Legend of Korra 
it talks about these four elements, etc. And how, you know, there's water benders, earth benders, fire benders, wind benders, but humanity right now in its current state, its current mental state, everyone is one of two elements. Everyone has this two element affinity. And the reason why is because we have earth and water linked together as a pair, and then we have fire and wind linked together as a pair. And basically, you have fire slash wind benders, and you have earth and water benders in one, and that's literally how our minds work. And then the water people, we want to be desired, right? We want to be desired by fire people, right? And SI people want to be to receive new experiences and things that didn't exist before, be brought into existence and shown to us by wind users. And wind users are looking for people that would never abandon them. And those earth people will stand up straight and be strong uh, for the wind user to always be there so that the wind user never feels abandoned in the process. And then the fire has to burn with absolute freedom to burn in whatever direction it wants to go, etc., with absolute freedom. And the water just wants to be desired, wants to be harnessed, wants to be pumped and applied pressure to and turned into a laser to cut through various mountains and obstacles in life in the same way that introvert intuition would be able to do because the water is concentrated because the order is being brought to chaos. And the system of perception within our minds is literally how, literally how order is brought to chaos. It's very absolutely fantastic. And it just goes to show how close we are as human beings to the elements themselves uh, within our psyches and how we really are, you know, uh, children of, you know, uh, you know, of the creator, whoever created this world, etc. And yes, obviously, I'm definitely a supporter of intelligent design. I'm not really, I mean, I've, I find that there's far more evidence, um, um, you know, like, there's, there's even, in my opinion, you know, it's not necessarily an opinion. You could take this up with Eric Pogel. He actually uh, runs the uh, uh, creation versus uh, evolution um, uh, subreddit, uh on on reddit.com for example and a good friend of mine he could actually argue both sides with uh with impunity he's a fantastic fellow uh he's also an istj i highly recommend you guys uh, check him out but um you know like I, I i definitely subscribe to intelligent design and it's because we're bringing order to chaos without intelligent design i think our minds would be a lot more chaotic than they are and we'd have a lot of chaotic mutation uh, if uh, if intelligent design wasn't true. So I'm just using logic, you know, to come to that conclusion. But more on that in the second episode. But regardless of whether or not you believe in intelligent design or evolution or whatever, I mean, microevolution, yeah, that's true. Macroevolution, no, I don't think that's true. I think intelligent design is true. But regardless of what you think that is or if, that, or if you believe it, I don't care. I really don't care. That's just... My belief, you can believe whatever you want. It's not relevant to me. But what I am telling you is that this system of perception, this is true. This is literally how our minds work. This is literally how we perceive the world. And people do it differently in these pairs. And these pairs, they want to be in relationship with each other. This is also the system of perception, system of energy, is where sexual energy comes from. And... P 
people have sex as a result of their perception functions. Sexuality is mostly all about perception functions, more so than judging functions, because people's judging uh, is really set aside, and the perception functions take take the, take the lead in relationships. And think about it: in relationships, you have sexual compatibility, which comes from uh, perception functions, and you have emotional compatibility, which comes from judging functions, which we'll get to in the next episode. But the bottom line is, is that you can communicate, you can communicate through your spoken word, uh, your way through emotional problems, like say in a marriage or relationship, but you cannot communicate sexual incompatibilities. So whenever you're deciding to uh, get into a relationship with somebody, make sure that at a very minimum, you consider their elemental affinity. And that if you are an earth and water user, that you make sure you are in a sexual relationship with a fire and wind user. And if you do this, you'll have a much more happy, fulfilling life. Never, ever <laughs> try to pair an earth and water with another fellow earth and water. It just leads to, guess what? More chaos. There's no order within the relationship. And this entire feedback loop is broken and not actually able to benefit anyone. In order to keep perfect harmony, you need to bring all of the elements in harmony with your relationship. Every person carries one of these pairs, uh, and then you want to have all four elements represented within your relationship. And that could be a sexual one, a friendship, uh, it could be with work, it could be any relationship, uh, even parenting, it doesn't matter. Even though you don't really get much of a choice with parenting, sometimes you end up doubling up, etc. But at a minimum, make sure that your number one relationship, i.e. your sexual relationship, follows this to the letter or else you're going to have a really hard life. If you do follow it to the letter, you'll be a happy, long-lasting, fulfilling life. So anyway, uh, hopefully you guys found that useful. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, and enlightening, please subscribe to us on YouTube if you haven't already, and uh, also listen to us on the podcast. Uh, thank you all uh, for, for being our audience, and uh, just so you guys know, please say subscribe to our email. Uh, if you don't know how to subscribe to our email, go to csjoseph.life forward slash typegrid. Make sure you guys are subscribed, you are opted in, because if you're not opted in, you will not be able to see the rest of Season 18 for Cognitive Mechanics. So anyway, folks, with all that being said, I will see you guys tonight.